Hey everyone, this is Julian from Behind Company Lines here with Ritesh Raj, COO and co-founder of Cuddly Nest, which is the biggest, fastest growing accommodation booking platform offering millions of stays across 200 plus countries of all types and all styles for all budgets for every kind of traveler. Ritesh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to, to chat with you and learn a little bit more about what you're working on. And of course, kind of the, in terms of your expertise in your market with the world being having had changed so much in terms of travel and work and the, you know, this whole work-life balance culture, remote working culture, so many different ways we can slice it here. But before we get into it, what were you doing before you started Cuddly Nest? Yeah. Thanks, Julian, for having me here. Before Cuddly Nest, well, I took a bit of a sabbatical from work for about five and a half, six years before Cuddly Nest. I was actually a full-time traveler. So I traveled full time to literally every continent, every country in the world, I guess over hundred countries nonstop. But prior to that, I have always been in travel tech since I can remember my early teenager days. So we started a company very early on that was about showing a website for the U.S. market. And we showed the company later on. And then I started to travel and the whole idea of Cuddliness came while I was traveling. So it was kind of sort of, I didn't know it will happen, but it happened. So, so yeah. <laughs> what were you, when you were traveling, what were you seeking out or what was guiding the compass? Was it just, I haven't seen this place, I've got to go see it. Or were you, how are you getting your information? You know, a lot of us traveling now are, are grabbing, you know, we're, we're yeah. getting on lists, we're getting on TripAdvisor, TikTok. What was guiding your compass when you were traveling? Well, we didn't really have TikTok back then or Instagram, or if there was Instagram, I wasn't much aware of. I'm talking about 2012, 13. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, I'm from India originally, and what I did when I was trying to make this company work back in the day is the vacation sites. It was basically having properties in the U.S. of private owners who wanted something what Airbnb does and quite famous now what they do, but we were a bit earlier than Airbnb started back in the days. And then we sold it later after they got in the market. So, well, we used to have, it's not really Airbnb, I can say. I would say it was a shared apartment. And I built where we had several bedrooms in the penthouse and we had interns coming from around the world to come and live with us, mostly from Europe, US, South America. So I had over close to 80 flatmates till the time we had the company running. And so I made a point that, well, they come to India and I showed them around and this, they, you know, went to places with me. I wanted to go and explore their country. And plus I was always interested in travel. So that was the starting point, but it was like, I'll go and I'll check out Europe, like we call it, three months trip. But then when I started to travel, I realized there's so much more. So just Europe and countries in Europe and South America and Asia and Africa just, just went on for about six years. So it was basically that. And for motivation, I really didn't have much of an, like say, I didn't really, we I mean, YouTube back then, I'm not sure if you know, but YouTube back then was not really much of a deal. It was okay. <laughs> so reading blogs was like, okay, it's more like you go and explore and find out. Or your friends tell you, hey, go there, check it out. But I, I normally had some friend or flatmate already where I'm planning to go beforehand. Yeah, so yeah. that was an advantage for sure. Yeah. Well, how do you think traveling has positively impacted the way you, whether it's you, you know, your business or client relationships? or people in general, what are the positive benefits that you've gained from that experience that you think will in, impact your business? Well, let's say this. During my travels, uh, I had made a point that I don't want to stay in a place for less than a week. 
When I say mm-hmm. a place, let's say a city, not a country. So I always yeah. stayed at least a week or more than a week. I always tried to do the, do so. And I've stayed in all types of places you can imagine. And I've stayed in resorts, I've stayed in fancy hotels, I've stayed in guest houses, hostels, I've stayed in hostel dorms and hostel private rooms. And I've stayed in villas, service apartments, you name it. And I have just tried every kind of thing because sometimes I really have to be in some meetings. I need to be focused. I need to have stable connection and all that. And sometimes I want to be in, um, you know, my early 20s mode. So I want to be like partying and stuff. So get faster then. So I believe the kind of people I interacted with, maybe tens and thousands of people of all types, like all different ages. There are people traveling for two years, people traveling for a year, somebody traveling for six months, three months, age between, I don't know, 16 to up to like 70. So you kind of interact with people, you understand. And because you live in different kind of places, mostly in hospitals, you get to interact with them a lot. You get like evening things to do and stuff. And I really interacted and understood why they were traveling, their purpose of travel. And yeah. there were so many reasons. So all that learning, their experience, their difficulties, their phase and that is also a kind of source of information that you earlier asked of how I got information about a place. So somebody I would meet, let's say, in Krakow, and they may have been to, let's say, Warsaw, or they have been to some cities of Croatia, and then they will share their stories and give recommendations. So that was a bit of a handy recommendation. So all of that really helped me realize that while I was trying to book this accommodation types, and there were several platforms out there. And I'm talking about 2014, 15, 16, Airbnb yeah. was there, okay, but for vacation rentals. You were had Booking, you had Expedia, you had all these companies that we actually kind of grew with. I mean, we, we know these companies because we have used it at some point in our lives, but there were so many out there. I mean, go to South America, yeah. nobody knows these companies. They know Desfogar, or if you go to uh, Indonesia, they know Traveloka or Agoda in Thailand, so many of them. So I thought maybe we can make one platform where we put everything together and we build it well, on, on a very, you know, informed sort of budget and we try to see all that learnings I gained over the years of traveling. So can it be good for people who want to be hosteling and good for people who want to have a nice place with a nice pool, a hotel mm. or a guest house and a long stay in those apartments. But why to go wander around? It's pretty much to get into one place. Yeah. I build a platform and that's why I went ahead and built the platform with my co-founder. Yeah. What was the challenge of, you know, taking all those technologies or all these pre-existing companies that were, you know, in all these different areas and plugging them into, it's almost like you're creating an API to then integrate all these different pieces of information. What are the challenges and where do you get the information from that that is publicly available or publicly extractable? First of all, they are not publicly extractable. That's first. Second, we don't really partner with Booking or Airbnb or Traveloka. We don't work with them. Here's the part. I mean, it is so complicated to build something. I'll give an example of a complication. Let's just say that, and how we get these properties, we have thousands of suppliers. And they're pretty much the same suppliers who are supplying it to the other companies I mentioned earlier. It's no different. Nobody owns any property. I mean, we don't own property. They don't own property. It's properties owned by individual owners or a property management company or a hotel. Mm-hmm. And they want to distribute to have more occupancy rate. And that's what their purpose is. And there are thousands of companies regionally, nationally, globally, who provide those APIs with a certain amount of property of certain kinds. And we all use the same way. It's just that how we try to cut down as 
many intermediaries as possible. So we try to connect directly so we control the prices better. But that's one thing. But look at the example. Let's say I got 600 partners sending me Hotel A in Bangkok. 600 partners. Now, I need to figure out which partner gives the same hotel in the best rate. Yeah. And if they have, let's say, three room types, the room type A is good with supplier A, but the room type B is the cheapest with supplier, I don't know, 27. So how do you scan those? How do you figure out those are the same property? So you have to build a scanning tools. You have to you know, train AI models and you have to make sure that you don't have yeah. duplicates coming in a system. There's, yeah. there's so much of complexity to it. We have worked in the last four years of building the company. We have worked with thousands and thousands of individual owners, hundreds of suppliers, you know, different kinds of switches and channel managers and property management systems. It's yeah. just a lot of work that put together to really build something that can really go and have people book places of all types. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, something that was, you know, you mentioned before we got on the show and we were talking about a little bit, but in, in regards to the changes post, you know, COVID and now that people have almost an expectation to work remotely. I think it's most industry, I would say above 50%. Other industries, I think that you still have to show up because it, you need some kind of physical interaction with whatever either the product is or your team or what have you. But what ha has happened in terms of remote working culture and its impact on personal travel that you know encompasses people working now globally rather than locally? Well. Yeah, what we always tried, see, I told you earlier that we really wanted to build a model that can be built in a very informed budget. So we, we the first reason was not to spend money unnecessarily. That was the reason for us. But then we realized while working with that reason, that it's kind of actually good that you don't have to go somewhere. You save time in travel. You save time, you know, trying to eat outside and eating unhealthy or spending money on fat and you know, like commute the traffic. You know how it is. I mean, there's some oh, places yeah. you can just stuck, be stuck in traffic. So, so it started with that purpose, but eventually we really enjoy it because, okay, we work eight hours a day while well, we can work nine and still not feel like we have worked 12 hours because actually you do it. To get ready, prepare yourself. I'm not saying you don't have to get ready, but I mean, like if you got meetings going on with a video call like this, okay, I put a t-shirt on. I don't have to get suit on every day as I have yeah. to. I go to a corporate office. So, I think it's a matter of that and how it started, but eventually I see a lot of potential and I see how people were so happy internally to do so. And then of mm -hmm. course the COVID happened things did change a little bit. People start to feel that being home was not an option, but it's a compulsory, mandatory thing. You need to be there. And we coped up quite well with that. But yes, people also have changed their travel trends, of course, and are traveling. There are a lot of ifs and buts, countries, regions, depending on rules, regulations, flights, expense, all of that. Yes. A lot of variables. But I can tell you, I could fly to my home country in the past for about 500, but now I can't fly for less than 1,000. Yeah. Did that, does that affect me? Maybe. But does it affect, let's say, 1,000 other people? Possibly a lot more. Or... I, in the different kind of people, but it does affect, it does makes you think twice about, oh, do you want to go f four times a year or like two times a year? Yeah. Is that a function of, of you know, the supply decreasing because a lot of companies, you know, had to maybe either you know, dissolve or get rid of some of their, their planes, or is it a function of capitalizing on demand on people now wanting to travel more and companies seeing the advantage in 
just increasing their margin and their prices on, you know, on, on individuals that want to go places. I will answer that. I'll tell you first that I'm not an expert on airlines, but I do understand how they work because we are about to offer flight bookings next year. It's starting hopefully next winter. So I, I believe that, look, I mean, you have a standard process. You got SOP going on. Suddenly your whole, you know, uh, you try to go and accumulate a certain amount of money or profits and you don't have that. And then suddenly everything drops and you can't just keep letting people go. And it, you did that. I mean, during the in the time period, we had a lot of people losing their work and, and the airline industry. So I think they're just trying. They know people want to travel because they've been kind of like jailed in, in their houses for like two years almost. And they feel that urge of traveling. And they're like, I don't know if revenge travel is a good word to use here, but they have like, I want to travel. I don't care. I want to go just anywhere. I mean, this summer, it was an immense amount of bookings that came in. It was just unimaginable. People were traveling all like everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if you heard news about you know, in some countries, airports were so packed up, people had to stay out of the airport for like an hour, queued up to get inside the airport and they would miss their flight. And they couldn't handle it anymore. I mean, it was immense amount of travelers. So yeah, I mean, they just want to, it's like cash cow, they just want to cash in as much as they can because I would still pay a thousand dollars. I want to see my family more than ever after the COVID. So I will go. And I'm pretty sure people will just not have choice, but they want to go. So yeah. I think they are taking advantage of this right now. And let's see for how long they can before they come back to the 2019 levels. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, you know, or I guess what have you to put in terms of strategies or like kind of go to market strategies to, you know, you got to carve your niche in such a Red Sea kind of industry. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of booking sites, as you mentioned, and I think you're you know, you've got a great goal in, in creating a collective, you know, database of information to where not only you could learn, but you can book and travel and go places, but it's difficult, right? There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competitors out there and, you know, making, everybody talks about, you know, having that one tagline that's going to help, you know, people associate that with your product or a certain experience with your product. How have you got about kind of carving your, kind of making your name kind of well-known within the space that's, you know, has a lot of other players in it? Yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good question. There are a lot of players, as I mentioned, it is kind of like a red suit. And yeah, but you see, I believe that I faced that challenge about finding that right balance of platform where you can book everything. And I'm pretty sure people do too, but they just don't have any option. For example, when you have a perception about a brand and you say, okay, uh, I know booking.com. Okay, you know booking.com, great. But what do you perceive booking.com as? Like, what do you think you do there? And people will have different mixed answers. Somebody would say, well, I go there because I have a corporate account and I just have to book from there. I go there because they have hotels. I go there because they have a lot of properties. Let's not ask about what do you mean by lot. Somebody will say, I go there because they have best price. Don't even ask how you know that they have the best price. price. Or somebody would say, oh, they have hostels. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, they have apartments too. Since when? I didn't know that. So... And same for Expedia, same for Airbnb is just vacation rentals, of course, not the right. only one where to go. At Cuddlyness, we want to create a perception that is, you know, one to all. So you find every kind of accommodation. So right now we offer over 30 types of accommodations. So of course we offer vacation rentals as one vertical. We offer hotels at the end of the vertical. We offer hospitals at the third vertical. Like that, we have service departments and resorts and ranches and all of that. We have over 30 verticals or 30 times properties we offer. 
and we offer it around the world. We have over 4 million properties right now. That is the most I think other companies would have too, because I told you suppliers are the same. It's about how you really cut down your margin numbers and we charge very less commission. I mean, our commission rate goes down as less as like 5%, sometimes even 3%. We really have a dynamic commission commission level. We try to mention our prices as low as possible, but we really come out as a perception that I would like to bring into the people is that we are travelers just like you. Like, you know, Julian, you want to travel to Europe. You know, I have traveled in the past. We are travelers. And I want to build something for travelers so they can just find a place and just book and not really think too much about it. They have to see, okay, this company you go and you just get what you want and get out. Don't spend time on it. That's why we don't run promotions. We don't have loyalty programs. I mean, why you would need to have a loyalty programs? I mean, everything is already super reduced. It is the yeah. best you find anywhere. It doesn't matter. And we have everything, all types of properties. So with time, of course, we add more and more. So we don't really see as a really um, competition. We have competition, of course. Yeah. I mean, Airbnb is the biggest competition, the best company in the world for vacation rental markets. So for that vertical, that is definitely a competition. And maybe we want to coexist and not compete too much. I mean, we want to be, I mean, Expedia is there. So is Booking.com. So right. is Agoda. So is Hotel.com. So they all exist. I mean, Instagram was there why there was a need for TikTok, but they both exist together. Right. So I think yeah. we would like to coexist and we don't want to really see too much of competition as such, but we want to coexist and we want to offer what we believe in and we want to make travelers, you know, a life easier, let them have more travel days for less money spent. And we don't care too much about making a lot of money and becoming a corporation, but we just want to be a platform. You come, you book, you go, and you tell others about it. And, you know, we just keep that way. I love that. I love that. What's, tell us a little bit about the traction. How many people do you see have, you know, come to your site or sorry, to book trips? How many partnerships are you, do you have now? What do the growth numbers look like? What are some exciting milestones that you've seen? And then what's some future projections that you're excited about? Yeah. So we have not clearly, of course, started getting into that mode of marketing out loud, mm -hmm. not done that. And that is why you don't see TV. You don't see audience. You don't see Instagram and Facebook, we haven't done that yet. So the perception going out in the market, it has to go out. But in terms of numbers, you know, we get a couple of million users every year on our platform. We don't really rely on inorganic traffic right now. So we mostly have organic traffic at the moment, but we will be going in to do that. Very shortly, we are going to start with uh, several layers of marketing in our funnel. One of them was definitely be affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing. And, of course, uh, social media marketing is definitely important for us. And Instagram, we see who really connects with us because our really our age group, our first target age group is really between the you know the age of like eighteen and forty, like the kind of age. And we want to target that person and then go and to you know serve everybody else of all age groups, of course, eventually. But right now we're not focused on that. So so yeah, I mean, I believe that this Christmas we are going to we are going to start talking a bit more about our brand. In the target market, we're going to start with the U.S. first. We're a U.S. company. We are based out of Orlando in Florida. So we're going to be starting in U.S. first, our promotions, and then you come to Europe, Asia, and so on and so forth. So, you know, we have projection. Depends what we want to do. We haven't raised much funds also. So we will be looking forward to raise our Series A, most likely in quarter two next year, if not earlier. And we will plan up our projections uh, depending on how, what is the intensity we want to penetrate the markets that we decide to go with first. Yeah. Yeah. 
What are some of the biggest risks that, that you face that currently necessitates? I mean, the biggest, I mean, we can calculate risk as much as possible, but the biggest that we face and we hopefully overcome by now was COVID. I mean, yeah. it's like you're trying to build a company in travel and nobody's traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they want, they can't, you can't push them. You can't talk about travel. You can't advertise travel. You can't promote your company. You can't explain what a company does. It's all going to be negative. So that I think is, was really a challenging phase for two years. It was hard. Yeah. But we were able to overcome because of our control expenses, because our remote team, you know, we, we really wanted to make sure that we don't try to go, as you mentioned earlier, like go all red in the sea. You know, we, we don't want to do that. So we, I said, we want to coexist. So we want to say what we do and we want to see how you respond to it. So slowly and slowly, we're going to expand. I mean, I told you about what we do, Julian, today on a call. We're going to be doing this in social media in the U.S. And then slowly, we're going to be talking about other news and papers and TVs. And slowly, we'll, you know, ad, you know, advocate people about what we do, how we started, why we are doing this. We will tell the world and we'll see how they perceive us. You know, we, we are going to be honest and transparent and want to make sure you get the exact same hotel room for a cheaper price, the exact same apartment for a cheaper price. And why won't you take it? <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. same place. Nobody's loyal to any in company. I mean, unless, I don't know if it's a corporate sponsored or whatever, but people, I mean, I care about $10. I and mean, if it's $10 less, even though I can afford it, I don't really need to too much think about it. But still, I can say, oh, $2 less. I'll take this. The same flight ticket, $10 less. I will take this. Yeah, so yeah. that's the mindset. Yeah. yeah, I love that. If everything goes well, what's the long-term vision for Catalina? So eventually we want to become a one-stop shop. So right now we want to perfect our accommodation offering, of course. But we want to get into flights, I told you, next winter, yeah. hopefully. Uh, go into flights. We want to get into activities selling, attractions, ticket selling. We want to go into car rentals. We want to go into luggage storage. And then eventually we want to be able to combine them all together. So not right now, you don't have to wander around. Hopefully in the coming, you just come to cardians.com. You book your kind of place you want to book. Whatever the budget you have, you book it right here. But then you still go to book flights somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Book attractions somewhere else. So the idea would be to slowly and slowly expand our reach in the travel ecosystem and try to offer everything from discovery to the day and to the motivation to go back again. So the entire yeah. process that we would like to offer and compile it together. So that's what the funding will go into. Also, it will start to expand our team, set offices, you know, give us the flight as first milestone and then yeah. go into the other milestone in the coming years. Yeah. That's incredible. I always like to ask this question, one from selfish reasons, but also for my audience. What, what books or people have influenced you the most, whether it was early in your career or now? People who influenced me the most? Or like the person, name, or you mean what yeah. exactly influenced? Yeah, yeah. So the, either the type of book or book title or the person in your life, whether it's a uh -huh. mentor okay. or a person or family okay. member, who knows? People have all kinds of influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, early, so... But not too much going back in my history, but I do come from a very humble background, very small little village, thousand people I'm in the middle of nowhere in, in India. So I always aspired to, to see another part of the world. And I thought it was really hard because family was not able to support that. But I changed that going to New Delhi. I, I went there at 17 and I got this company going. And then I thought we'll just travel all over India. So I did. Yeah. I thought maybe one day I'll go out of India. So I did. <laughs> maybe Asia, I did. So eventually everything just kept on happening. And the people involved in the process, I mean, in the, the flatmates, for example, they motivated me. They're like, 
you know, we have been backpacking in Southeast Asia for six months. So the idea was not to be where I am today. Yeah. The idea was that just a step forward. Okay. They saw South, Southeast Asia and they loved it. I want to see it too. But what that really helped me is to meet people, stay in different places, and then give me an idea to really build this company. So all was kind of like consequence. Yeah. So I would say these all put together has really influenced. And yeah, I mean, I do read books. I mean, we have a lot of Indian ri- good writers. Robin Sharma is a good writer. I like to read his books. You know, I like Peter Thiel. I read his book. Yeah. He wrote a nice one. It's uh, the Startup Zero one. And yeah, I, mean, I like to read books that are more... Like, I like to relate it to business and to what mm-hmm. I do every day. People find that kind of not necessarily great. I don't really like to read nonfiction books yeah. or fiction books. I just want to be in this sort of like travel tech oriented. Sort of yeah. There's so much to read, so much to learn in travel tech. Yeah. There's so much happening, you know, so you're going to be staying completely updated with what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. I, I don't know. I can't point to a person who really helped me to just get there like a mentor never really had a mentor, I would say. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people yeah. around the world, you know, traveling to all these, hun- you know, hundreds of countries and then, you know, just over the it's kind of five, six years. You just meet a lot of people, you know, it's yeah. just meet, meeting people is just like a wonderful thing. People don't realize that like, traveling is so wonderful. Yeah. You, know, you get to experience things you would never experience in a normal way. So uh, I think it's a mix of a lot of things, but can't really point at one person. Though. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I think the, the being the pre, being present minded and taking a step forward. I love that sentiment because, you know, it definitely leads to compounding positive effects, you know, and things that you yeah. learn, it really does. And it's also very enriching, you know, and maybe it, it, it seems to flow well with your personality type. So I know Ritesh, we're at the top of our show here and I'm so thankful to learn from your experience and what you're doing in travel and kind of where your philosophy is in terms of building is really exciting to you know, probably under other founders who want to be, you know, uh, cash conscious about, you know, what is a simple, efficient way to build and how to reach, you know, loyalty without having to, you know, invest so much into external ads and things along that nature. So, you know, I hope you enjoyed yourself and Ritesh, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, wonderful. I mean, you do understand our industry a bit, so I really enjoy the conversation. Happy to share. I mean, I want to share more likes of the people who are into this this industry, and I would like to tell them more. Yeah, you know, with these talks, and there'll be a lot more talks in coming periods. Yes, yeah. you know, we are ready to go in there, and Christmas is on the corner, so we are definitely excited. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's wonderful talking to you, and I think I was able to provide you know the information you wanted to have. But if Absolutely. I missed something, write me, and I let you know more. Tell us your LinkedIn's, your, your LinkedIn's, your Twitter's, obviously cuddlyness.com is where we can find you. But outside of that, where can we be a part of the goal and the mission? Sure. I mean, we have a search for cuddlyness on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. It's just Douglas Cuddlyness. And follow there, twitter.com slash cuddlyness, Instagram, Twitter, cuddlyness. You know, LinkedIn, same. You can find us there on cuddlyness. It's just all the platforms out there. You'll find us there. I'll send you links to all of them. And if you want to post it there, it's completely fine. Absolutely. Fine. We'll do that. Absolutely. Sure. Well, Ritesh, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And when we have, uh, hopefully, maybe a volume two of these episodes, we'll have you back on. Super excited. Thanks, Julian. Cool. Cool.